Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Forelza podcast with Amanda, Jessica. Hi. Hi. So our last episode, we talked about human design and we told you that we were going to record another episode on this topic. So here we are. We're doing it again. Well, yeah, because we didn't even barely do touch the surface of human design last time. Yeah, and we still won't. <laughs> there's still, there's still um, yeah, so just to kind of recap, to start out, human we are not human design experts. We are just two middle-aged women sharing what we know about human design. And if you want to look into it more, we definitely encourage you to do so. And there's um, expert people that will read your chart, but you can also get your chart online or in apps or, you know, just Google it, human design. Yeah. But so just to just to, again, to recap, it's not a belief system. It's simply a tool kind of like Enneagram or personality test or numerology, all these things that people like to do. It's kind of a fun thing like that, um, except for it's way more in depth than an Enneagram or numerology. Um, and it's in depth probably to the level that like astrology would be or even possibly even more complicated than that, depending on what your beliefs are. Uh, but to uh, better understand yourself because that's why we use these tools so it helps you i mean just if you look at any of these like different tools like numerology enneagram personality tests they all help you understand yourself better and that's what i like about human design for me it was the one of that i never really connected with enneagrams that well because i never felt like i could understand what my, my right number was but for some people they read it and they're like oh my gosh this is so helpful for me but for me human design was that thing for me it was like oh my god this is so helpful for me because it helped me see myself in a way that better i better understood myself and i think that's the key is finding if you can find something a tool or something that helps you understand and work on yourself and grow as a person and accept yourself who you are then you can you can grow from it Right. And also it allows you to um, better communicate with your family members and with your coworkers and your bosses. Um, the, it, it helps you to live life and, and go through life easier. You can, I, I found myself, um, I was snowshoeing on Sunday with a friend who knows nothing about human design. And I found myself telling her about myself through the knowledge that I've gained about knowing what I know about myself on human design and then um, when she was expressing part of our conversation, she was expressing an experience she's having in life right now. And I was like, I bet you're a projector. <laughs> so, so, funny. <laughs> so yeah, it's helpful all the way around because once you start knowing, knowing these things, then you can identify who in your life is this way, but then also you're putting it in your mind. Okay. This is how she communicates. This is what she needs um, yep. to get through in life. So yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it helps you like understand definitely like your relationships better and how you interact and engage with the people around you based on their human design type or knowing what they need and want. So just to again go over what we went over last time, the basics are the three main things that you want to know are your energy type, your strategy and your authority. And there's five main energy types that we talked about last time really quickly because we didn't have a lot of time, but they're a generator manifesting generator manifestors projectors and reflectors and i saw i sent you recently this really cool reel that was made by i wrote her um her instagram is human underscore design underscore hypnotherapy but she made a reel sharing the different energy types which was a cool 
um, kind of, I hadn't seen this one of like the movie, the movie set of human design and generators were the actors, like the typical actors, the stars of the show, the ones with all the energy bringing, bringing the show to life. They bring, they have this power and energy to bring the show to life. That's Jessica. She's a generator and manifesting generators are the improv actors. They like to jump around. They like to be creative. They like to skip steps. They want to figure out ways to be more efficient. And sometimes that works to their benefit, but then sometimes they have to go back and, and fill in the steps that they skip because they need, they didn't, they didn't do it. And then there's the, um, projector, which is me. And those are the directors of the film and they're directing and guiding everybody on set on how to best thing, do things efficiently, how to, you know, make changes as needed in just directing. And then the manifester energy is the one that wrote the screenplay or got the, I would even say they could be the producer, but they're the ones that got everything up and running. They got the manuscript going, they started the whole process of even filming. And then the reflector is the person that's doing the movie review. And um, they're mirroring back how well the movie was made, how well everybody did. I thought that was a cool, description of like, like all energy types and like how they all work together. And that's the thing is that everybody works together to great, create this beautiful thing. And we all have different energy type or energies and auras. And then again, the next, next thing is your strategy. Each, each energy has a, diff, a different type of strategy. And then everybody, even no matter what type of the, um, energy they are, has a different type of authority. So those things. So what the, let me just explain really quickly what strategy and authority means. So strategy means your strategy in life is how you can be best aligned in your life to live to your truest self, to not be conditioned by a society, to follow your strategy means you're following your truest self, your, the way you're supposed to go in life, your, your, and be in alignment with yourself. Your authority is how you make decisions in life. So Whenever you have to make a big decision, you're, you're following your inner authority on how you make those choices in life. And so those are why those are the three main big important things. So, yeah. So I don't know. Do you want to talk about like each specific um, energy type and like how they how their different strategies are? Or do you want to jump into like the gates and stuff? I wanted to jump into the channels and the gates. I figured you did. Okay. So, <laughs> well, anyway, just to go back to the basics before we go really deep into the gates, human design is unique in that there's no two, two charts that are, are the same. Similar to astrology, which I mentioned last time, there's no two astrology natal charts that are the same. In that book, I sent you that thing. It's like every 4 million, 300 and some thousand years you might have the same planets in the same spot, but you're not the same person in the same timeline or anything. So it's your human design chart and your astrology natal chart are completely unique, completely rare. There's no two charts alike. Um, and so that's a cool thing because like if you're doing numerology or Enneagram, you have a similar number to someone else and you're all kind of clumped into a category where this is very unique, very detailed. And that, and the reason why I bring it up is so you know how complex human design is and how much there is to study and um, be aware of it. But when you're looking there, when you get your human design reading, you'll see a chart 
and you'll see a little, it's called a body graph and there's nine little centers. Um, there, there's a crown center at the very top, then there's another one in the head that's called the Ajna center, then there's a, a center at the throat, and then there's a G center, a heart center, a sacral center, root center, solar plexus center, and spleen center. All these areas on your chart are either going to be colored in or not colored in, and they're called, and that's either called defined or not defined. And in between those, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Jessica wants to get into the gates and the channels, and you can't get into the gates and the channels without talking about these centers. And these centers are based on, if you can't tell already, off based off the chakra centers that a lot of people may be familiar with. But in between these centers are little gates, and then two gates together make a channel. And so, for example, if you have like a heart at between your heart center and your sacral center, there's a there's gates and channels connecting each of those those centers. Um, and so based on your own unique chart, which I already explained is super unique and rare, you have different gates and channels that are lit up or highlighted uh, based on your chart. And then each of those gates and channels mean different thing and, ha and have different um, definitions and different uh, meanings behind them. Um, so I don't, did all that make sense? Yes. And um, it's important to know your channels and your gates because um, these are the keys to who you are, who you have been, why you've made the choices you've made, but also what your purpose is on earth and what yes. you're what you're yes. capable of, what you were born to do, what, you know, what you're trying, you know, what you're supposed to do. So if you have those questions, if you literally are sitting here going, I was meant for more. I don't know what to do. I don't know what career to have. I don't, the, knowing this inside and out is perfect for making those types of decisions, or at least getting back on a, on a track for yourself um, and understanding who you are and why you're here. So um, right. that's when why you do like when you get your body chart, you'll see what we're talking about because you'll get the image and then it'll tell you which gates and channels in your chart are highlighted. And then you can search those and see what each of those mean for you. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So it's, it's really fun because, oh, and there's also like a conscious and an unconscious side to your chart. So there's areas of your gates and channels that you're aware of. But then there's areas that you're unaware of that are that and they're also kind of like themes that keep coming up for you. Like if you always have like this fear of failure um, or fear of something or s some type of challenge in your life, this often shows up in like your gates or your channels. Um, yep. yep. Yeah. So, and so another thing is that that's kind of what makes us unique. And another thing I want to share real quick is that the defined areas in our chart, the areas that are colored in, like whether that's a, a, a chakra area or a gate or a channel, that is the energy we bring to the world. That's where we are fixed. That is our like stamp of who we are that makes up who we are as a person in this human experience, our human design. Um, so that's the energy we put into the world, but the areas that are open or not colored in on your chart, that's the areas where we're susceptible to conditioning that, that kind of fluctuate for us, that like come and go, that we have to figure out for ourselves. That's the, that's the part that we're here to explore and experience 
as humans on Earth because the defined parts are really fixed and reliable for us. We can count on those. They're dependable for us. That's the energy we bring. We're comfortable with those. Those are the things that we're here that just really show who we are as a person. But then the other areas on our chart are where we have to figure out and grow and learn and learn from others. And we get the energy from people that have that defined in society and multiple people. And then we learn. It gives us like this big human experience of um, learning and growing and learning about those areas that are undefined in our chart. Okay, so explain the difference between the channel and the gate. So the gates surround the section, like the spleen the, or the, the chakra area, yeah. the body graph area of the chart. Yeah. So, so what is the channel? The channel is when two gates from from each of them match up and create one big channel that's connected. So it, it connects one chakra to another okay. or one body graph to another. So that's the channel. So if a gate is lit up, that's a partial, partial um, area. And then if you connect with someone else's um, gate, you can, you can complete a channel together and that's making it really complicated, but <laughs> you only have one side to the gate or one side. Yeah. It's like, it's like a bridge. There's like a bridge between the chakras. And, um, if you'll have areas of your chart that have just one side colored in, but then you'll have, sometimes have a channel where it's completely colored, colored in from one, um, area of your chart to another. And that's called a channel. So it's either halfway colored in or completely colored in. If it's halfway colored in, it's a gate. And if it's all the way colored in, it's a channel. Right, right. And so the the channels are how it was explained to me in this in this book, which I showed last time, um, was that the, the channels are like what we're made of. Like what we, what we, um, like what we, it's like the, the components of our being. Whereas the gates are literally like specific individual attributes or predispositions or attitudes about us. Mm -hmm. And they are very, like if you read them, the channels are bigger and generic and the gates are very specific, very specific. Yep, yeah, yeah. So yeah, do you wanna share like some examples of some channels that you learned about, about your family members and- Well, yeah, because I wrote, I wrote in this entire book. <laughs> We did, we did everybody's charts, all our kids and each other and some of some friends and our husbands. And, um, and it turns out that Amanda, Clay, and I, my husband, Clay, we have a lot of channels and a lot of the same gates. There's, I mean, it's surprising. Um, but there is one, it's my, in regarding the gates, it's my spleen, right? That I am like lit up. Like I, all the gates in my spleen, I'm all about the spleen. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, so the spleen is our, the spleen, you have to think of the spleen part of our body graph is the part that is like instinctual. It's like the animal. So it teaches us like when you think of an animal and how it survives, it's like the instinct of like, I, I, you go outside and you sense danger. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's the part that's supposed to keep us alive. Like animals instinctively know what other animals to kill, how to protect themselves, that they need shelter. It's like the instinctual thing. So it's important to have, but it also leads to like a lot of fears and insecurities 
as as conscious, more conscious, uh, evolutionized being, I don't know, animals, because we use those fears in the wrong way. So a super funny thing. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven gates in the spleen. I'm all of them except one. And it's <laughs> the one that I'm not is called the gate of the gentle. <laughs> oh Imagine <God>. that. <laughs> I'm not gentle. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So tell so, us about the channel that we all have. Like what, what is our channel what, that we have? One of the, one of the ones you, we have several, but one of them is the channel of the alpha. So you, me, Clay, and Anna, Anna, when was on our, on our podcast before she's my 18 year old, like third child. Um, but yeah, she's the channel of the alpha and the, and this channel is one of the reasons that channel of the alpha. And then Tristan, my, my son below Anna, he's 16. He is got a channel or a gate that's similar to an alpha kind of mindset. And this is why my 16 year old and my 18 year old fight like cats and dogs. Cause they both think they're right all the time and they think they're the number one and so they cannot get along <laughs> yeah and also another thing i know about your son is that a lot of his charts his body graph chakra ch charts are filled in so he's got a lot of fixed he's set. reliable he's energy set in stone yeah he's set and he puts that out very strongly like he's very fixed with a lot of his graph and so he's also not like he's not playable no he's, <laughs> he's not to like whereas if you have a lot of open areas you're easily conditioned you're open he's not he's coming no. in with like he's set fixed things he, he is gonna have to have a mate that can pivot <laughs> and that is bendy because he is not <laughs> and life is too bendy for him <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so one of the channels that um that Clay, myself, Anowin, and Tristan have is the channel of curiosity, which it speaks for itself. You're forever seeking life's meaning and, and excitement. Um I'm looking through Well, you and Grace have the channel of judgment. And it oh. cracks me up because I she's been like this since she was little. She'll just say, Why are you like when she was three, she'd be like, why are you doing it like that? Or why are you fixing it that way? And I'm like, why are you asking me? I'm the adult. <laughs> why do you care? Yeah. So, like, why? And it helped me understand her so much better. Because yeah. if, even in when you read about the channel of judgment, it says like, be careful how you come across. And it's, it's so helped me help her and also understand her. Because first of all, I was like, Grace, I totally understand now why you ask me about things the way I'm doing them or what I'm doing or why I'm doing what I'm doing yeah. because you have this channel of judgment. But I said, just be aware though, that how it's perceived because some people might not take it very well <laughs> with your judging. <laughs> well, I mean, and it is, and it doesn't come across. It's not it, when you read about it, it's not a bad thing, right? No, it's not it's meant not to be a bad thing. thing. It's, it says you scrutinize society looking for ways to improve everything. Society though, just, just <laughs> scrutinize people. I do, I do. Not, <laughs> it doesn't come 
across that way though sometimes because yeah. like it it doesn't you have to be on the other side of it but so but it's good though it's a good thing ultimately well, it's i mean we're continually it says we're continually assessing with the goal of enhancing so for the purpose of enhancing the social working and living environments around me. Uh -huh. And so one of the things here is your ability to point out where things can be improved is a great asset within companies or communities. Um, and, it's, and, and it says everything from the health service, education system and economy to the local supermarket, you know exactly how and it should how it should be improved. Um, kind of like a projector. Uh, it's an instantaneous judgment that is never considered because of the spontaneous signals from the spleen. So, and you challenge everything. We're challenging, we are like constantly challenging everything. And um, your intentions are well meant, but can lead to misunderstandings, especially if your judgment is mis you know, misguided. So it's good because you can teach her, this is what you're doing, but please be careful. <laughs> And that's why I love these, like everything about human design really is like so eye-opening and it really helps you like get to know yourself. Like, you know, you could be critical of yourself. Like, why do I do that all the time? Why do I judge yes. people? And then when you get to human design, you're like, okay, it's my human design. Like and I, I was, can't help it. Yeah. It. So now I just know this about myself. I know this is like how I am. And now like, how can I work around it? Knowing that I have this curiosity, I need to like figure out how I can make things. I, I'm judgment for a reason, but now I need to like work with it in the best way possible. So I can help society with it and I can like make changes, but in a, in a positive way and not have people take it the wrong way. So it's just, it's just so cool. It's like so many neat things, you know, and also like, just so you know, not everybody has a lot of channels. Some people have one, some people have, I think you can have up to, no, I don't know. No, it's true. So yeah. my clay has a lot. Yeah. My clay mom has, has a lot literally of one. And it's so weird because it's her whole life theme. I think when you have, the more you have, the more like your energy is spread because you can't focus all your energy into all these different channels, right? So yeah. they, so you, they probably are like a balancing act where sometimes it's more impactful. My mom's just like, I can't remember the name of the channel, but it's basically um, like being like the nurturer of the mother or caregiver of everyone, like looking out for everybody. And that's what she's done my entire life. She's like taken in like nieces and nephews to live with us. My, my cousin lived with us like almost my whole life growing up because her parents weren't in the best circumstances. And then like, she's just always like taken in people and been this like mother hen type person to everybody. She was a nurse, like her whole she's life. She's a nurse, yeah. She's a nurse, like everything about her life. Like when I read that channel, her one channel, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is what, this was your mission. Like obviously to do this. Although her actual like, um, what's it called? Your, your mission, your purpose, your, her actual mm -hmm. purpose in human design is to be selfish. So it's contradictory. Like her purpose in life is to figure out how to be selfish, self selfish and take care of herself. But then she's also supposed to her channel. One channel is to take care of everybody else. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So my two Aquarius friends, you and another one of my friends, you both have the channel of sensitivity. So that's interesting. I think. Yeah. Yeah, um, one of the does that mean we're sensitive like to like yes compassionate and all that jazz yeah yeah um it's coming from the root 
Um, but one of the big ones that we all have that you, me, Clay, Anna, and then my friend Kaylee have is the channel of enterprise. So you're, you're someone whose communicative skills and desire strive to improve everything in the world by conveying creative concepts. You're enterprising salesperson, enterprising persuader, investor, messenger. So that's interesting. Um, these are now, all just the channels. The channel of um, creation or whatever, but there's a sec, there's a few in there that are related to sex. And if you have like a gate 56 and someone has a gate six, apparently those are people that have very interesting and powerful sexual connections with each other. Oh, well, you and me and Clay, another one you and me and Clay have of the channels is the channel of struggle. So, oh, yeah. This, this, is does, this doesn't, it's not what it sounds like. So they oh. define it as you're a champion of individuality, standing up and fighting for what you know to be right, regardless of the odds and rules against you. A, a stubborn individuality means that life can seem like an eternal struggle as you rail and campaign against the world and its unfairness. I would almost describe you as a rebel without a cause, except you do have a cause. It's the empowerment of the individual. And so what do I do? What do I do for a job? I'm literally trying to empower my entire community to do things themselves. That's, that's been my mission since the beginning of 2023. So that's yeah. kind of crazy. Um, I know. I think it, it, it definitely is fitting for all of our jobs, for Clay and me as well. Yes. yes. Um, I, when I had my human design reading, which I recommend that everybody do, it costs, depending on who you haven't done, it costs money. But um, the guy said that some of these channels are associated with melancholy. And I think that the channel of, um, of struggle is one of them. And he said that that a part of it is is just that we'll get to a point of like why am i doing all this what's what's it all for like mm -hmm. you know, like in um like because uh, because it's such a like giving channel we're we're, we're we're helping people like the individual that's not seeing we're sticking up for them and then sometimes it's a channel it's associated with melancholy because we just get to these points where we're just like like what is all this for like that what does all this mean like that reflection of like the purpose of all this like and he said that that when we're in that place of melancholy that's associated with this that just means that we're basically before leveling up or moving to the next level of that and and to know that it's not you it's a part of growth in that channel and i thought that was interesting that is interesting um okay so let's talk about the gates the gates Amanda and I both have the gate of contribution and it says you're someone constantly looking to make a valuable contribution to a cause or a project, either through your involvement, your inspiration or a marketable promotion. The inherent honesty of this characteristic always asks, can I help or is there anything I can do? And that is a hundred percent us. Um, another one uh amanda has the gate of retreat <laughs> oh, we need to like also talk about in human design the personality we didn't even cover that which is yeah i'm a four and you're a six two right yeah we'll have to do a third we'll have to do a third episode so we can talk about this <laughs> yeah, maybe we can finally bring a guest speaker on to talk about <laughs> some of the other things but yeah so um there's a whole different section on your personality type yeah but yeah. that's i mean yeah i definitely like to retreat 
Um, another one of the gates that, that you and me and Clay have is the gate of the game player. So a subtle, a subtle undercurrent of the fear of death pulls on gate 28, potentially turning you into a great risk taker who enjoys excess in the game of life, seeking to cram everything into whatever lifetime that you've been allotted. <laughs> that is me. Okay. I just have to say that if you haven't listened to the last few episodes where I'm like, okay, now I am taking my yoga classes and I'm studying astrology and I'm also doing this, <laughs> I'm trying to cram everything in. I also forgot to say though, when we were talking about channels, one of the best channels that helped me with like understanding my husband better, he has the channel of busy because he's a manifesting generator. <laughs> I had and no idea this was a channel. <laughs> Yeah, the channel of busy. And if you think about it, it's like this person needs to be busy, busy, busy. And it says the word busy three times in it. And it's, like, <laughs> and it's like this person is just like constant go, 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 go. They have to be doing like multiple things all the time. And if they're not, they're not happy. And it, it's called the channel of busy. And that and that helped me understand my husband so much because he's always like, we're making bread and then I'm gonna go right after he gets done he doesn't say like I'm gonna sit down and rest a minute he's like I putting on his shoes like I'm gonna go walk a mile and then oh it sounded like my dog walked in but anyway and then he's like um I don't know working on building a shelf and I'm like are you gonna like I mean like for me as a projector I'm always thinking about when I can rest next like let's like let's just chill for a minute and he's like go 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 let's do something else now what should we do now what should we do and I'm like uh sit down and watch tv (laughs) and then now I feel like okay that's his thing he can do that I'm gonna sit and let him be busy busy because he has the channel busy and he can't help it like that's his human design that's how he's made like he's supposed to be busy and I'm not yeah and it doesn't, yeah. And, and so therefore you drop all the guilt or the obligation of feeling like you need to be busy too, because he's being busy. There's none there because it's not your, that's not your channel. It's not your gate. It's not your, your purpose in life. And you know that yeah. it, it's it, great. It, it so much. Yeah. Cause I had, I did have this guilt, like, oh my gosh, should I be doing all these things too? Or like, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, have at it. You can just do it all you want. I'm <laughs> Another gate that Clay and me and you have is the gate of nourishing. So that's a uh, just as a plant needs soil, water, and light to grow, so humans need nourishment of food, shelter, and caring. You would gladly provide such necessities to anyone. Your caring arm would stretch around the community while the other hand offered help elsewhere. So, and with our lives, looking at our lives, looking at our career choices and our career paths, we all three are living that channel. Like firefighter, and I'm in the medical field and you're doing mediation. Like all of us have chosen like careers to like help and give and take care of other people around us. And the one that you and I share is called the gate of increase where we see potential everywhere. (laughs) And we do. It drives me freaking crazy. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, we can do that. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. Um, the huge one that like was like a light bulb for me was that I have the gate of conflict resolution. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> oh my god. I was okay, so I have to tell you an example. I was I was coaching a client. As her paralegal, she's the attorney already. She's an attorney, but she's getting a divorce. 
She hired me as her paralegal, but I'm coaching her yesterday through a four hour mediation. So another mediator is doing, he's running the show, right? And we're on Zoom, but I'm sitting with her on in our Zoom page and he, and then the mediator's jumping back and forth between the parties. So I'm sitting with her, helping her through this mediation and helping her navigate Okay, what should our offer be? What should our counter offer be? What what do we think about their offer? Blah, 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 right? And I seriously, like the, the mediator was laughing at me because I was, I kept like taking over the whole thing and being like, okay, that doesn't matter. Let's talk about this. What was their reaction when we said this? Like, and he was just like, he's just like, yep, she's right on track. She's right. <laughs> oh my God, that's perfect. Trying to take the mediation over. <laughs> Yes, I love it. So let me see. There's one last one that Jess, Amanda, and Clay all have is the gate of opposition. You are someone who could quite easily take on the world, grinding your teeth with a steely determination and not inconsiderable truculence. I don't know that word. That is not a common occurrence. You have a particular penchant for challenging authority. The pressure of the root, yes, you, yes, me, and yes, Clay. All of us do that. <laughs> and the pressure of the root drives you to challenge for the common good, and this can turn you into a defiant soul who will take on all corners and rule systems, meaning you feel challenged by as oppressed to connect it to, as opposed to connected to any particular setup. So you can be ar argumentative. You can be antagonistic and controversial. Hmm. I feel like I check all those boxes. I feel like <laughs> I mean, I can think of like almost every job I've ever had. I have challenged everything about it. This is why I don't like typical job. I mean, one of the many reasons I don't like a normal job that I have a boss and like structure. Yeah, I can't be an employee. I cannot be an employee. I, it drives me insane how they do things, how it's set up, the decisions they make, the I'm like, I'm, I'm always like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, so the part that the, yeah, the part that I like when they talk about the gates or the, or the channels is that they always tell you, like, give you a guide, like a little bit of uh, like a warning or a, Hey, how to live in this gate better or something like that. And so this is a really cool point. Um, the biggest challenge for you in the gate of opposition is finding out whether your struggles have any personal merit. Otherwise, you will find yourself challenging life for no real reason. If your struggles are personal, however, you will most likely have causes worth fighting for. So that's the point. It's like, it's, it's, and one time from Holly, I was told um, to be more, have more discernment with the things that I'm, I'm fighting against or that I'm posting um, on my page where it's like, and I hate human trafficking and I hate our president and I hate this and I hate COVID and I hate, <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's yeah. like, if it doesn't, if it doesn't affect you immediately directly in your life right now, just keep moving, keep scrolling. Don't worry yeah. about it. And that's and good advice for everybody, but it, it, it ultimately goes back to what I said in the beginning, which is knowing your energy type and then using yep. your strategy and authority. Because the, the thing is, is like, is this worth putting my energy into? And yes. is it in alignment, which is what your strategy is? And then make, if you still aren't sure, then, you know, using your um, authority to help you make that decision. But it, yeah, ultimately, if you learn anything about human design, it would be, you know, learning your 
your energy type, your strategy and authority, because those, this is going to, it's all about like helping you live your most authentic life, learning about yourself, understanding yourself, owning who you are, stepping into that, being confident, and then moving forward, how can I be, live my lo most aligned life, not be so conditioned by the outside world and be authentic to myself and make choices from my own personal um, strategy and authority, which is not using your mind, but using um, using more of your response, which is in your human design chart. So yeah, it's it's a fun thing to learn about for sure. Well, I mean, my big one, my big one for this learning this was um, to allow space for forgiveness and acceptance for myself. So that for so your takeaway from human design is what you're saying. Like the biggest thing you learned was that forgiveness for yourself, forgiveness and acceptance. So there are certain aspects about me uh, in my human design, but about me being on this earth and living in this life that society. Um, can reject sometimes. Right. And so, um, as a person, when you're rejected by society or by societal norms, then you reject yourself. And then that's causing a dichotomy in your body. It's causing, you know, it's causing there to be opposing things where it's like, it's me, but nobody likes me or society says me is not good enough or it's not acceptable. Right. And so this allows space for, grace. It allows space for you to say, this is who I am. And you know what society? Why? Why am I allowing society to dictate that this is not okay? It is okay. I was born this way for a reason. You look at your gates, you look at your channels to find those purposes, you find those reasons, and you just center your life around it. But you all the things that I can think of, and I was thinking of when we were sitting in that first initial meeting, um, that were never acceptable that I, I gave myself crap for, and I, you know, gave myself insults for, or tried to change to no avail, right? Like I spent so much time and energy trying to change these or improve these so that people liked me better or society accepted me more. Um, and I uh, know, stop, just stop. It's not, it's not, society is not the be all end all. And guess what? This is, this is way more of a better authority to be living your life by than, um, then, and so, yeah, so there's quite a few things about myself that I knew society didn't accept or previous, you know, relationships, people in previous relationships made me feel bad about my own parents, whatever. And I gave myself forgiveness for and allowed myself to be who I am. Yeah. I love that. I mean, same for me. Like, that's why I love it so much because it does, it's like this, grace for yourself and who you are but then ownership and then um empowerment feeling like yes yeah this is who i am and i'm gonna own it and that doesn't mean that you're gonna be like bitchy and mean it means you're gonna utilize yourself to your best ability to help the world and help you become you know the person that you're meant to be without feeling guilty about it and like just saying, this is me. This is how I was made to be. This is what I'm here for. I'm going to show up strong instead of feeling like embarrassed about it or like, oh, maybe I should be like everybody else. It really is so, it's so amazing to like learn about your chart, learn about yourself and to study like all these different unique gifts that you have in different channels in your energy type and just be like, 
okay, this all makes sense. I, you can go back in time and like think about when you were growing up and if you would have known this information or like how it would have helped you. That's why I share it with like my kids and talk about it because I feel like it helps them own who they are. Like my daughter, Grace is a manifester. And so I'm, I'm telling her, you know, like it makes sense that you are making these choices or acting this way as a manifester or because you have the channel of judgment or whatever, but then let me guide you in a way to do it. Like, so it, it it comes across better to other people, but yet you're still living in alignment. Like you're still yourself. Like I'm not telling her to change at all. I want her to be those things, but then I want her to recognize like her impact on other people, not so she changes herself, but so she actually, sometimes I just tell her you're going to make, you're not for everybody because manifestors aren't for everybody. Mm -hmm. They're unlike generators generators have this like enveloping magnets like aura that like in want they attract people to them because of their energy and their excitement for life and they they just have this like attractive aura whereas manifestors don't they're if you read about their aura it's they actually write the word repulsing it pushes people away because it's very powerful and it's they're here to like initiate and not everybody likes how that feels when you mm-hmm. enter the room and your energy is repulsing, there's going to be people that are like, I don't like her and for no reason. And so yeah. I've told her, Hey, look, just be prepared, be prepared you're not doing anything wrong. If you get that reaction from people, it's because they're uncomfortable with your aura and they're not ready for you. And they're not just not your people. They're yeah. not your people, your, your aura, people are going to either be attracted to it or not. And that goes for all energy types, but especially her, she needs to know being a manifester. And I think that that information is so helpful to know about yourself. Like it is. And it's helpful. I wish, I wish I'd have known this when my kids were babies, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because now I've got two adults already out in the world wreaking havoc and, (laughs) and I've just got the two teenagers and they don't listen to a damn thing I say. So (laughs) it's like in one ear and out the other. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I kind of feel like I'm, it's too late for me, but hopefully (laughs) some of our listeners are, have little kids and they can look up their kids charts and they can start picking up on all their little, cause these are intuitive things you were born with. These are skills that were not learned that came in when you came into the world that weren't taught to you, weren't learned. You don't, they don't have any letters after your name, you know, that kind of stuff. It's literally intuitive stuff. It's yeah. inside that they can't help. And if right. you can see that, then you can forgive a little bit better. Like well, understand when you, them. Yeah. yeah. Understand, understand why they are the way that they are. Like if they are high energy crawling up the walls, they're definitely a generator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they're all kind of recluse in the corner by themselves, they might be a reflector. That's okay. But we just, they're just all different types and it's understanding them. And, and just not having, taking anything personally. It yeah. prevents anybody from taking anything personally. If you incorporate oh, this into your family, the manifester, I understood why at three years old, she like, I mean, toddlers are hard to deal with anyway, but if you read about manifester toddlers, you're like, oh my gosh, because they're just have this energy about them. But, um, she, I would feel like so bad because she just was like, I'm like, she has no heart. She's just so mean. Like she, <laughs> she's, she doesn't have any, like like this, I don't know, she was so cold at times. And then you, I learned about manifestor kids and I'm like, this makes sense. This is her. Like, she's not inviting and loving. Like she's not the little girl that's going to cuddle up on your lap and be like, Oh, mommy. She's like, 
bossing around and like she's got the manifestor energy and like she's cold and like and that's a part of her energy and then i was like this all makes so much sense why she has the personality that she does so then it helps me understand her and then not take things so personal when she is bringing giving me that energy i'm like okay well all right but you can <laughs> Yeah. Right. And then you, and you also are just like, well, there's not anything wrong with my child. Right. You're just like, why isn't she like these other kids? Oh, yeah. I felt bad. I'm like, did I do something wrong as a parent? No, nope. she was born a manifester. Like that's mm -hmm. what she's here to do. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's fun. I love it. I love human design. I think it's very life-changing. <clears throat> it's definitely something that you want to start with yourself first before you get into your kids and really understand mm -hmm. yourself and your design and your chart. And then if you enjoy that, and I will say this, if you're, if it doesn't make sense to you, mm -hmm. well, it could be one of two things. One is it's just not for you, but two is you may have been conditioned or living out of alignment so long that it doesn't make sense anymore. But if I guarantee if you reflect back as a kid before you got like exposed to so much, some of it's going to hit home. And yep. then when you start peeling back the layers and really trying to understand like your design and like your energy type. And if you feel like you're a different energy type, it's because probably you were conditioned or influenced so strongly by the people around you. Like I, as a projector, I'm really susceptible to like picking up other people's energy. So like I said, when Travis was busy, 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 I have the ability to really want to be like that. But so do other people with your open channels and your open gates, you pick up on that energy and you take it on and then you take it on as yourself and you, yep. you own it as yourself when it's really not you. So it's interesting to learn about. Yeah, it is. Um, I totally agree. So, so yeah, I, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Nope. That's it. I think that's all for now on human design. I'm sure if you guys will hear us bring up human design and at least one time in all of our episodes. So we decided we should probably finally talk about it because we're always bringing up times where we talk about human design, but I'm sure at some point again, we'll do another episode on it, but yeah. That's and we are, and we are going to be incorporating human design into our retreat, our witchy retreat in October. Yes. Um, Everybody's where we talk gonna, more yeah. about it and helping yeah. you understand your own chart and what that means for you. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. Well, we'll see you guys okay. in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.